You're listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast, where we unpack the meaning of books, passages, and themes from Scripture. Join us each week as Dr. David Klingler walks us through God's Word and teaches the Bible. Each episode has a study guide available in the show notes. This is Teach Me the Bible podcast. Hello, everyone. My name is Tim Webb, and I'm here with Dr. David Klingler for our Teach Me the Bible podcast. Our desire is helping the people of God understand the Word of God. And I want to remind you, everyone listening, uh, you may know this, but other people may not. And uh, so we always want people to know they can download our app from any app store as well as uh, ability to download our Apple TV or Roku app. But with every episode, David, we want to encourage people uh, to check out the study guides for continued growth, other resources such as articles and blog posts that you've uh, posted. And uh, just wanting also remind people they can walk through the story of the Bible, Genesis to Revelation. And uh, just a kind of a side note here, I uh, didn't do this in the last podcast, but reminding uh, everyone these these resources are growing. I mean, this is just yes. taken off and uh, you've invited other people to come into this uh, podcast and uh, teach me the Bible. And so I'm really excited about the opportunity God has given you and others uh, through this uh, yeah. to, to share God's word. Also, just uh, want to encourage everyone if they have uh, questions. Sometimes we're walking through this and and uh, it, it well, at least for me, I, I always, while I'm listening to you, we're interacting some, it, it creates questions. And I want to ask the question in the moment, but I don't want to mess up the flow. So, <laughs> right. so right. Yeah. I want to slow us down. But, yeah. uh, yeah. So I'm sure people have questions. I just sure. want to encourage them to ask you yeah. questions yeah. Uh, as they sign on. Uh, we're, we have uh, walked through the overview, chapter one and two, and uh, very Paul's very tight in this letter with what he's t- specifically addressing. So right. as we're moving into chapter three, uh, we kind of alluded, went into it last time, but He's really now confronting this. He is, yeah, he is, and and uh, and and just to to build on your point that you're making, you know, we don't want teach me the Bible to be one person's view. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in our at the the seminary, we have a whole department dedicated to tracking the argument of each book. How does the flow? What's the point? What's the mm-hmm. message? And how does the message? How is that message being communicated? through the letter, mm-hmm. through the gospel, through the narrative, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so what that does is it stops us from interrupting uh, the individual book with our theology. Mm-hmm. And, and a perfect example of that is going to be in chapter 5 when we get to chapter 5. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost universally taught a certain way, but it makes no sense in the flow of what Paul's saying. It's, mm-hmm. it's like a total interruption. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in chapter 1, uh, Paul has introduced his uh, the issue. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a man pleaser. Chapter two, um, you know, he explains uh, his gospel and and why he believes what he believes and how he had to confront Peter. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it was important for him to point out that he confronted Peter is because Peter is going is that he's the leader of the Jewish believers. Paul, mm-hmm. the leader of the Gentile believers, mm-hmm. and and. Paul's going to say to Peter, I, you know, he said it back in chapter one. I, I don't care who comes to you, Galatians. Uh, if they come to you with a gospel contrary to that which you've received, let them be accursed. I, I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Peter. Right. I've already confronted Peter. 
<laughs> I don't care if it's a Jew. I don't care who it it's is. It's one of those by the right. way moments. Yeah, exactly right. And so, <laughs> by the way. so the point uh, in chapter uh, in chapter uh, chapter two is really going to illustrate uh, mm-hmm. the, the the core of the issue, and it flows right into mm-hmm. into chapter three. Now, chapter three is is the it is the the core of the uh, of Paul's argument, uh, and by argument I mean the, his logical reasoning. He's mm-hmm. going to set it all out. He's going to illustrate it in chapter four. So chapter mm-hmm. three is the core of his, his mm-hmm. reasoning. Chapter four, he's going to illustrate uh, the effect of the argument. Chapter five, he's going to come to the conclusion. Okay. So, so, so it was for freedom mm-hmm. that Christ set us free. Um, keep your pronouns straight. It was for freedom uh, that Christ set us free, us Jews, free from the condemnation that's in the law. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, again, all, all, so, so the core issue here is do you receive life from law keeping or from faith, mm-hmm. um, he's going to actually explain it here. Um, in uh, in uh, for if a law, this is in three twenty one. Let's just read this. Okay. For if a law had been given which was able to impart life, then righteousness would indeed be based upon the law. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Mm-hmm. Um, the law doesn't give life. The law leads to the one who does. Mm-hmm. The law mm-hmm. reveals mm-hmm. the one who does. Mm-hmm. Uh, John uh, in in the Gospel of John, Jesus says, "You search the Scriptures, because in them you think you have life. But it's these that speak of me. Mm-hmm. If you believe Moses, you would believe me, for Moses wrote of me. Mm-hmm. And, and so you don't get eternal life from the Scriptures. You get eternal life from the one of whom the Scripture speaks, right? Christ. Christ is the source of eternal life, uh, and you get eternal life through faith in Christ. And so the purpose of the law, the purpose of the story, the purpose of the Old Testament was to lead to Christ so that, that you would have faith in the one who was coming in mm-hmm. through that faith, uh, eternal life, the promise of eternal life. And so Paul's making the point, this isn't changed. This is, this is the Old Testament story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he, he begins in chapter 3, verse 1, you fools. Uh, yeah, I like the direction. You, you fools, right? Uh, uh, who has uh, who has deceived you? Who has bewitched you? Before whose eyes was Christ publicly portrayed as crucified? This is the only thing I want to find out from you. Uh, you know, he's just going to put his finger on the button and says, right. this is the issue. Poking him in the chest. Did you receive <laughs> the Spirit, and, and by the Spirit, life? Did you receive life, the mm-hmm. Spirit, by works of the law or by hearing through faith? And, of course, the answer is by hearing through faith. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then if it's by hearing through faith, are you so foolish then? Having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? Notice he doesn't say by the law. He says by the flesh because they're mm-hmm. interchangeable. Mm-hmm. We talked about mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. last week. Um, if you if you uh, receive life through the Spirit, are you being perfected by works of the law done in the flesh, the first first work of the law that uh, done in the flesh that that these Gentiles uh, that the Jews want the Gentiles to to perform is circumcision. Mm-hmm. Really, you think circumcision is going to help you? You think law keeping is going to help you? The law is not going to help you. The law is going to condemn you. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to say later in this chapter, uh, it uh, the law was added because of transgression to be a tutor to Christ. And so you have already come to the conclusion you're going to go back and go through the process again. That, that makes no that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. 
Verse four, did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Does he then, who provides you with the Spirit and works miracles among you, did he do it by works of the law, by hearing through faith? And again, the mm-hmm. answer is hearing through faith. Yeah. Even so, Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Therefore, to be sure, it is those who are of faith who are sons of Abraham. Now, why does he say that? Why does the Jew think that he is a, uh, you know, that he has eternal life or he's on God's side or however he would say it? He says, we're sons of Abraham. And Paul's going to make the point. So what? Right. Uh, you know, Abraham, uh, it was through Abraham's faith that Abraham was, Abraham believed God and it was reckoned mm-hmm. in his righteousness, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And the scriptures foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith preach the gospel beforehand, saying, all nations will be blessed in you. So then, those who are of faith are blessed with Abram, Abraham, the believer. For as many are as of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, cursed is everyone who does not abide in all the things written in the book of the law to perform them. This is Deuteronomy chapter 27. Now, if no one is justified by law, the the fact that no one is justified by law before God is evident. For he who is righteous by faith shall live. He quotes the, uh, he 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 quotes Habakkuk. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not he who is righteous by law shall live, but he who is righteous by faith shall live. So he's going to say. Now let's explain the relationship. Mm -hmm. The the law is uh, not of faith. On the contrary, he who does them shall live by them. This is Leviticus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, as it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree, in order that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So that we might receive the Spirit of the promise mm-hmm. through faith. Now, Notice the, the the change there. He redeemed us from the curse of the law. Mm-hmm. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Um, Paul always keeps the group separate, right? Mm-hmm. Us, yeah. you. He, he has to explain the plight of the Gentiles in light of how they relate to the Jews, mm-hmm. how they relate to the Old Testament mm-hmm. story. Uh, and so the law was given to us, the Jews, to condemn us, to drive us to Christ. And some of us believed. Most of Israel did not believe. This is Romans chapter 9 through 11. And so through their rejection, the gospel has come to you. And so the gospel has come to you to make them jealous, the unbelieving mm-hmm. Jew, right? Right. To, to make right. them jealous uh, so that salvation would come to back to Israel, come back to us, so that all Israel should be saved. Uh, the promise of the Spirit through faith, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit by faith. Does that make sense? So in other words, he's just tying right in. Brethren, I'm speaking in human terms, um, even though it is uh, a man's covenant, yet when it is ratified, no one sets it aside or, or adds conditions to it. Now the promises were spoken to Abram and to his seed. It doesn't say seeds, plural. The promise was to Abraham and to his seed, singular, singular. that is Christ. And what I'm saying is this. The law that comes 430 years later does not invalidate the the, the promise, the covenant, uh, that was previously given or ratified by God so as to nullify the promise. 
For if the inheritance is based on the law, it's not based on the promise. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, God granted it to Abraham by means of the promise way before the law was Mm -hmm. ever given. Well, then the question becomes, well, then why was the law given? Mm -hmm. Um, It was added because of transgressions, having been foreordained through messengers or angels by the agency of a mediator. That mediator would be Moses. Mm -hmm. Until the seed should come to whom the promise had been made. Uh, now, a mediator is not for the one, as God is one. In other words, the the, uh, the mediator is not just for one party. It's not just, uh, but he mediates between two parties. Um, um, is the law then contrary to the promise? No, of course not. For if the law had been given, which was able to impart righteousness, uh, then life, righteousness, would indeed be based upon the law. Uh, but the scriptures shut up all men under sin. That not all, you know, mm-hmm. it was clear that the Gentiles were sinners. And mm-hmm. he says this actually back, mm-hmm. remember, back in chapter two. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are uh, Jews by nature and not sinners among the Gentiles. We mm-hmm. know they're sinners, right? right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that ship sailed a long time ago. We, we know that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> but the Jew then sticks out his chest and says, but we're not sinners. And the law says, oh, yes, oh, you yes, are. Yes, you are. Uh, and and uh, the scripture so. has shut up all men under sin mm-hmm. that the promise by faith in Christ Jesus might be given to those who believe, not only of the Jew, but also of the Gentile, mm-hmm. right? But before faith came, now, the, these last uh, few verses, chapters uh, uh, 3, verses 23 through 29 are, are so important, right? Mm-hmm. So we got to track through this mm-hmm. and make, mm-hmm. uh, make real clear sense, right? Uh, but before faith came, uh, before the object of faith mm-hmm. came, before mm-hmm. Christ came, mm-hmm. we were kept in custody under the law, being shut up to the faith, which was later to be revealed. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so the 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 faith of Abraham, the law. He's he's continuing this discussion. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the law became a tutor to Christ. The function of the law. Right. So, mm-hmm. so faith of Abraham. Uh, the the law was given um, before the object of the faith came, before Christ came. We were held in custody under the law, being shut up to the faith, uh, which was later to be revealed. Therefore, the law was given. We were disobedient. The law was given to lead us to Christ, to, for, uh, to act as a tutor to lead us to Christ, uh, so that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, you know, he's not saying that faith is a new thing. Mm-hmm. For Abraham believed God and it was mm-hmm. reckoned to him as righteousness. Those who are of faith are blessed with Abraham, the believer, right? He's, he's already said mm-hmm. that back in, mm-hmm. in 3 9. Uh, and so, no, the object of the faith, the seed has come. The promise was to Abraham and to his seed. Uh, and so now that the object of that faith, the seed has come, we are no longer under the tutor because the tutor's function was to point out point. your sin, to, to point out the righteousness of God, mm-hmm. to point out that there's judgment because you don't have the righteousness of God, uh, and, and to lead you to Christ, to tie a tutor mm-hmm. to Christ. So uh, so now that the, the object of faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. We are no longer under a tutor. For you are all sons of God through faith. In Christ Jesus, why is he saying that? Because the Jew would be saying, "No, no, you're a son of God through uh, through the law, yeah, through being circumcised and keeping the law." He says, "No, no, no, you're not a son of God through circumcision and law keeping. Mm-hmm. You're not a son of Abraham because you're a Jew. 
you're a son of Abraham because of your faith, of your faith, faith right? Mm-hmm. For y'all are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. He's going to illustrate this. He's mm-hmm. going to make this, mm-hmm. this is going to be his point in chapter four. So you got to keep this, mm-hmm. this context flowing. Uh, for all of y'all who were baptized into Christ have been, have clothed yourself with Christ. Therefore, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free man. There is neither male nor female, for y'all are all one in Christ Jesus. Now, there's a big verse that everybody takes totally out of context. Oh, yeah. What's his point? <laughs> yeah. His point is, um, how are you a child of God? How are you a son of God? Mm-hmm. Well, you're, you're a son of God through faith. Uh, it, how is the Jew a son of God? Through faith. Mm-hmm. In Christ. How's the How's the... Greek, a son of God, through faith in Christ. How's the slave, a son of God, through, through faith in Christ? How's the free man, the man, uh, the woman? For there, there's, there's, no, there's no distinction in how one comes to faith. Mm-hmm. This was the point in Acts chapter 15, and mm-hmm. this is the point mm-hmm. that's still being made here. Now, it, it would be utter nonsense to say that there's no distinction between Jews and Gentiles after Christ comes, or male and female, or... Mm-hmm. Slave and free, or or any of that, it, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's just nonsense. So yeah. he, he, that's not the point. Um, even at the end of the story, there's there's still the the nations and kings mm-hmm. and you know the nations. So there's there's the Jews and the Gentiles and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know and so, so he's not saying hey we now we've dropped all distinctions and that's usually how this thing goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the point that that has that's totally irrelevant to the to the message of the book. The point of the book is how is one saved? How is right, one right. righteous? How does one have life? Mm-hmm. And everyone gets life the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jew would say, no, we have life because we have circumcision and keep the law. Um, uh, we, are, um, we are free men. We're not slaves. And so he's going to build on this, right? He's going to mm-hmm. explain this. He's going to use this sa- same language in, uh, in chapter 4 to explain uh, his point that he's making here in mm-hmm. chapter 3. If you belong to Christ... Then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. And so um, verse 27, really chapter 1, 1, all the way down through 327 are formulating one argument. He picks it up in chapter uh, 329. Mm -hmm. 328 has to be making that point. (laughs) You're not allowed to come in there. Pull that, out. pull that verse out of context. Make it mean whatever you <laughs> right, want, right. and say that there's no distinction mm-hmm. uh, between you know uh, between anybody uh, now, mm-hmm. male, female. You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's nonsense, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. Now he's used that word back earlier. The promise was not to seeds plural, but to seeds singular. You become a seed plural through faith in the seed, singular. Mm-hmm. That's his mm-hmm. point. Okay. Uh, and, and so you are a son through faith. Y'all are sons through faith. Uh, now, let's just read the first few verses of chapter four so we okay. can set the stage okay. for next week. Now I say, as long as the heir is a child, uh, he does not differ at all from the slave. Although he is the owner of everything. So, so he's continuing with this Free one, heir mm-hmm. and slave, mm-hmm. which he's made in a uh, point he's made in 28. Mm-hmm. But he's under guardians and managers uh, until the date set by the father. Uh, he's under the tutor, mm-hmm. right? So he's still continuing this chapter three language. Uh, and so he's going to 
to, to spell out that he's going to illustrate what he's just argued in chapter three. Uh, as you uh, read through chapter three, and then just keep reading, just read right mm-hmm. into chapter four. And I know we're chopping this up into, right. into chapters to make it uh, uh, um, easier to understand. Uh, keep the distinction. He still makes the distinction between we and you all the way through mm-hmm. the book, mm-hmm. the problem. which means mm-hmm. verse 28, 328, there's no longer uh, Jew or Greek then, okay, then why is there still a we and you? <laughs> we Jews and you yeah. Gentiles. After, after. salvation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, after faith in Christ. Uh, therefore, y'all are no longer a slave, but a son. Mm-hmm. And if a son, an heir, right? Now, so the heir was Israel. The slave was the Gentile. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, while they were under the Old Testament, uh, there was no distinction. Right, mm-hmm. uh, but now that the son has come, uh, the, the 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 slave has believed in the son, and so he has the inheritance. Mm-hmm. He's become a son through faith, mm-hmm. right? And, and so there's no distinction between the heir uh, who believes and is a son, and the slave who believes and is a son. And so, so he's going to illustrate this point uh, in chapter four. It's going to make it's going to be just perfect, make perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. Chapter five, mm-hmm. then he's going to uh, say, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, you keep standing firm, right? He's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. set us free. Therefore, you keep standing firm and do not again be subject to the yoke of slavery. Don't go back, don't go back to being a slave. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I say that if you receive circumcision, Christ is of no benefit to you and you put yourself back under slavery. Uh, and so the heir of the Old Testament, uh, the Jew, uh, because they have rejected salvation, they become the slave. Mm-hmm. They become the child of the bondwoman. Yeah, uh, and he's going to flesh this out in yeah. uh, in chapter four. So it's for freedom, Christ. So then, so then he's going to say, uh, so continue to walk in the Spirit mm-hmm. and don't carry out the works of the flesh. And the list of the works of the flesh, uh, if you were to read those, and when we get here in chapter mm-hmm. five, when we read those. It's the if we translated those Greek words in the same way the Septuagint translates them, in the same way that the Old Testament translates them, you would recognize all of them because it's exactly what Israel did under the law. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were idolaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were unclean. They, I mean, all of the violations right. of the Old Testament law. Yeah, that's the list. Mm-hmm. And and how do you know that's because that's what the law does? It points mm-hmm. it out, mm-hmm. right? Uh, very and, and so, so don't you know? If you want to go back to law keeping, it's just going to condemn you all over again. What are you doing? Right. No, no, no. Right. You, you you keep going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so we'll explain this chapter six. Then, uh, if any man is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual, well, what would be the trespass in the context? Going back to law keeping, mm-hmm. you who are spiritual, you who are walking by the Spirit, restore such a one, lest you too be led astray and start engaging in. Legalism and law keeping, right. and I'm justified because right. of uh, my actions. Uh, if you sow to the Spirit, if you sow to faith in the Spirit, you'll reap from it eternal life. Mm-hmm. If you sow to the flesh, if you think that you're going to be justified by law keeping, all it's going to do is condemn you all over again and kill you. Mm-hmm. Right? There's your choices. And so, all the way through the book, and so those are, that's what's coming in chptrs four through through six, mm-hmm. and all the way through the book. Uh, that's what we'll be uh, we'll be looking at, but yeah. just to set that that template so mm-hmm. that you're mm-hmm. 
you're kind of brain everyone everyone's going to see it get tighter and tighter He's absolutely make it very clear so, absolutely well so. david thank you so much and again let's encourage everyone to stay with the letter and just keep reading it yep, and, absolutely uh, looking forward as absolutely. we walk through the the rest of this in galatians thank you david thanks for listening to teach me the bible podcast our desire is to use the power of god's word to change lives for more information download our app Join us next week for another episode of Teach Me the Bible.